0: talents and stories you'll obtain the resources strategies and tools you need on your journey of healing and growth step into your authentic self moving beyond your best plan
1: Welcome to Beyond Your Best Plan, the podcast where we inspire you to move beyond what you believe you could move beyond. Today is a good day. We are fab girl light, but we are mighty nonetheless. With me today are Kathleen, whose mission is to assist parents who have experienced the loss of a child to suicide, move from pain and suffering to peace, presence, and purpose, and Catherine whose purpose is to help others end internal suffering and accomplish their dreams. And me, I'm Whitney, and I'm on a mission to help people do the work they love and love the work they do. So into every life, a little rain must fall, and sometimes a lot of rain. But you cannot let the stuff of life get you down. And so today we're going to be talking about When negatives are positives, when they actually are positives, right, we can take the things that we go through. And there's a saying that what you go through, you grow through, or we grow through what we go through, either way. It is about our perspective and our willingness, right, to see the silver linings, to see how the negatives are actually a positive. And sometimes in the very moment, it's a little difficult. I'll admit it. I'll confess. <laughs> I don't always see it right there in the moment. But with a little time, with a little intentionality, a little willingness, right? I can take a step back and say, oh, and and start to ask the questions, what is in this? That's a positive for me? What am I to take out of this? How can I use whatever this is and move it forward? And I will say that the, the first time I sort of can recall uh, doing this on a major scale was when I, and then this is on a work-related issue, uh, I got booted out of UC Berkeley. So I was at Berkeley studying applied mathematics. It's over my head. It makes absolutely no sense. This is how bad it was. So I'm a math major. Literally, when I got to Berkeley, everything that I thought I ever loved about math just went right out the window, right? It, It was like some other language that I had absolutely no clue about. And my best grades were in a writing class, right? I'm a math major and my best grades were in a writing class and anthropology. So I was like, okay, something is amiss here. And initially when I got kicked out, I was embarrassed. I didn't tell anyone that it had happened. I got a job, went to work, had a job that I was miserable in and i just kept thinking there has to be something else there that right there has to be a different way and eventually i just kept asking the questions and turning inside to see how not being able to complete something that i'd had my mind set on how it actually was going to be a benefit for, for me and eventually, it led me on the path that has led me to where I am. And that's what, if we will take a step back, and what is the, the saying, when one door closes, another opens, or several doors open, that sometimes, and here's the thing, right? Sometimes it's a test to see if you really want what you think you want. and. If it is what you want, then maybe the answer is trying it a different way, taking a different approach, taking a step back, right? There are different things you can do. But if in asking the questions, you realize this isn't really what I want. This is somebody else's dream. And I know, um, you know, we had a recent episode talking about dreams and manifesting those dreams. If it isn't what you want, let it go, right? Just let it go. And so I ended up doing one of the, the, I would say this is one of the jobs I have loved my entire life while, while working for someone else. I was running a program in a high school and I guess technically people might call it the inner city. But I was running this program, bringing resources into the school, scholarships, planning career days and college fairs and things like that. And I absolutely love that job. But for getting kicked out of Berkeley, right, and being forced to explore some other things, I would not have done that. And but for that job. I probably would not have gone to law school because when I went to law school, my thought was without no real reason for thinking this would have been the right path was that I would become an education lobbyist, right? So I'm, I'm working in a school. I'm seeing all kinds of things. I'm thinking I could be an advocate for, you know, improving education in California. That was my thought. That did not happen. <laughs> right? Right. That did not happen. I did not get a job in education. I got a job in water. I was not overly connected to that. Right. I did it. I was good at it. Not overly connected to it. At some point I became disillusioned, did not enjoy that. But again, it was a a message of shifting. Right. To, To make it a shift. And to how can I find the negative in this, the positive in this negative situation? And again, ultimately, it was something that I made a choice and each of those choices brought me to where I am today. And so I think I said this uh, recently uh, in another episode of ours. The obstacles are the path. The obstacles are the path. And that's the whole point of negatives are, are the positive, right? They are the path. They are the very thing that is informing us, talking to us, if we're listening, if we're feeling They are the very thing, these negative things that are happening in our lives, these obstacles that we keep bumping up against are the very things that help guide us to where we need to be. But we've got to be. It's all feedback, right, Whitney?
2: You know, it's not negative or positive. I think that's, for me, that's the cue. It's all feedback. That's the point for me. It's not negative. It's not positive. It's feedback. And how is it that you want to live your life? and the feedback is saying that is true you know if it's difficult the feedback is well maybe that's not the right direction maybe there's another another way to go about this maybe there's a different path maybe there's a different experience altogether it's all feedback and you know you reminded me of the experience that i had at the beginning of this year of in December, I moved out west. My entire family's on the East Coast, so you're literally as far east and west as you can get in the U.S., <laughs> almost directly across the, the country. And I love it out here. I love it in the West. And just a few months after I moved here, my sister lost her partner. She lost her house. She lost her vehicle. She lost her friends. She lost everything because of the way her partner transitioned and just the occurrence of the family dynamics. You know how that all goes when people transition, there's all kinds of stuff that pops up that you didn't know was there or you ignored. And then while that was happening, my 80-year-old mother fell, broke her ankle, broke her foot in several places, had some issues. Then they both got COVID and like there was this I'm going to just call it what it is a shitstorm of challenges in their life. And I'm way over on the, on the West Coast, not able to carry them. And so while it may have felt like all of this was negative in their life, I knew even while I was going through it, I knew there was a higher purpose here. And Ultimately, I can bring it all right back, back together is like ultimately my sister ended up moving in with my parents. And so now they are caring for each other. You know, now my, you know, 60 plus, my 60 year old sister is now being a resource to my parents and my parents are being a resource to her because she's not alone anymore. She's going through a, a deep grieving process of losing everything in her life. And she has someone there who absolutely cares and loves for her, you know, helps her stay busy, helps her move forward one step at a time, you know, like they're helping each other. And I got to guide them the best way that I could by holding them in light, by giving them support, by making the technical calls, by doing the things that I could do and not see it as, oh my gosh, stuff is, is breaking down. I need to run and rescue them. You know, it's all feedback, no matter what's happening. You know, when they got COVID, my dad was supposed to go to Florida to close up their, they had sold their place in Florida. And twice their flights got canceled. And I shared with my parents, that's feedback to you. That means you should not be the ones flying to Florida and driving back. That means someone else in the family gets to do that for you. So stop trying to make it happen and allow the universe to give you that information so where you can move forward in a healthier, better way. And it all worked out again, much more smoothly than you could have imagined when they actually finally surrendered to what they were being given. So I see it all as feedback and guidance and I actually did a live again this morning. I love how this all kind of like falls into place. Whitney's leading the discussion today and I didn't know what the discussion was going to be, but my, my live was, was about feedback and about receiving the guidance that you're getting, taking action on it and moving forward as the guidance is given to you. And I I just feel like, It comes back to like my retreat center, the retreat center that I invested in. Ultimately, as I started to take steps in that direction, I think I might have just mentioned this in one of the past previous podcasts. But as I started to to honor the the guidance I was receiving, I get this beautiful message at the end after I signed the, the papers to invest in this property that the dog's name that's on the property is Logan. Logan is my son's name and that transitioned. And you couldn't imagine, like who would have thought that a dog's name is Logan because that's not a traditional name for a dog. And I knew that was the confirmation of this is absolutely the right thing. Thank you for following the guidance that you got. So I really think it's it's not about whether it's negative or positive. It's really about feedback. If it feels difficult, then that, is feedback to you figure out if it's a just a you have to like Whitney said if it's a different path you have to take or if it's not right for you at all and move in a different direction
1: it's all feedback so let me ask this question because we're along the journey on our journeys along further along than a lot of people Not than everybody. There are people who are further along in the journey than we are. Mm -hmm. Um, But we're further along in the journey than a lot of people. And so I agree with you that it's all feedback, right? There is nothing that isn't, it's just feedback. There is no positive, negative, right? there's right, wrong, black, black, all of that. At the same time, we have to meet people where they are. So my question is, when you are first becoming aware and recognizing that this is a journey, how can you move from a, a place where you are seeing everything that's happening as a negative, right? Yeah. And so it's sort of, that's where we start. A lot of people start. That's where we are. That's where I was. And we say things like life's not happening to you. It's happening for you or it's happening from you, right? It's all feedback. And that's easy. It's easy for it's us not to feedback. say or simple for us, simple for us to say. It may not be easy, but right. It is simple for us to say because we have been on the journey and, we're, and arrived at a place yeah. where we can say that, but that's not where people start. So just sort of how do you get, and I know this is work that you do with your clients, right? So how do you just sort of take that first step where you can stop seeing things and saying things are negative or seeing it as bad and happening to you? Because the more you focus on that, right, the more you get, it. that's what you see and bring into your life.
2: Well, really great point, and I'm going to just use my last marriage as an example, so people can really—it's a concrete example. First of all, you have to know your heart's not being fulfilled. You have to know that you know, like you're numb, you're angry, you're frustrated all the time, you're depressed, you don't feel like you have anybody. You just have to acknowledge and be aware that something's not working well in your life. That's the first step. The second step is to remember it's a journey. It is not a destination. It is a journey and it's one step at a time. And I encourage you and invite you not to look at the end destination. I invite you to look at each step that you take and honor yourself every step that you take and you start to feel better. You start to feel different. And the steps that you take. This is where I'm going to go. It's like my last marriage, society thought this was perfect. We were both movers and shakers. He was financially secure. We were well respected in the community. We had everything that anybody could have expected, except for my child. You know, my child wasn't here. And I was going through that grieving journey that was going up and down, up and down, up and down. And, and, he couldn't understand that because he didn't experience it wasn't his child and i married him after logan had transitioned so he didn't know logan so that created another little dynamic there so my point is not to criticize to degrade him he did the best he could with what he knew however i was empty inside Even though on the outside, it looked like I had everything that the world could imagine that I could have, on the inside, I was empty. I was sad. And I had to acknowledge, that's the first step. I had to acknowledge it didn't matter what society thought. I needed to figure out how I was going to make my heart happy. I needed to start taking action that was different than what I was doing. And at that time, it was even cognitive thought therapy at that time. At that time, it's book writing. At that time, it could be writing gratitude, things that I'm grateful for, 10 times in the morning, 10 things that I'm grateful for in the morning. It could be meditation on a regular basis for 10 minutes. It could be a walk in nature. It's our last episode. Commitment, consistency, and clarity I don't creation co-creation but it's clarity as (laughs) well you know clarity clarity is about I'm clear my heart is not fulfilled therefore I am open please show me the way and by the time I left my husband I was able to leave with love and grace I wasn't leaving with anger and resentment toward him. I left with love and grace because I knew this didn't have anything to do with him. It had everything to do with my heart. So when I left, I said, I can't do this anymore. I wish you well. I love you. And I hope that you're okay. But I need to leave. And I left. Not an easy decision either. However, when I left, I knew my heart was going to be fulfilled in one form
1: or another.
3: How is that for inspiration?
1: (laughs) The point was just, and I know it wasn't meant to be disparaging. That's where you are, right? And that's where I am, but everyone is not there. And therefore, how do we provide a pathway for someone who hasn't as far along their journey? Well, yeah, I was just going to comment also like on,
3: first of all, just inspiration, Kathleen and that story, and it's also a story and a lesson of responsibility and accountability for how we're feeling. And that's a big part to handling the negative and turning it into positive is an accountability and a responsibility peace to doing that, just that. And we all are where we are on the journey of having the skills to look at life where we turn negatives and positives. We are where we are on the journey. And one of the first steps in it, in my world, right, of really owning that, that is up to me to do, turning negative into positives, That's my responsibility I am accountable to make that choice or not, right? At some point. And we all are, you know, and so I have, that's now become, now that I have learned that lesson over years in life experience and choosing that view as a kind of value or guidance system in my life, that is something that I do. Now, with that being said, it doesn't mean That life at times doesn't feel like it's breaking my heart or it's, you know, breaking me down. I mean, I feel like that at times and I know I will for the rest of my life. We're all going to have things that happen that break our hearts, right? And over time, and we've all had stuff happen that have done that. And it's that right and so that's where we are and then it's like a choice and it's a process that actually Kathleen is a extraordinary coach at this process of healing no matter how big the big the negative is or small it is right i mean there's a process of dealing with negativity negative things challenges in our life and processing through it, right, and moving through, and so, however big or small, I always joke like sometimes life has to like hit me over the head with a frying pan for me to get the lesson.
2: <laughs> amen, uh, sister. Let's just right. Right? amen.
3: <laughs> holler if you hear me to, to get the holler. <laughs> You know what I'm saying? You know, like, but it's also led me to really amazing things too. And so, you know, for me, it's like, okay, I adopted that as a, you know, living a value for my life, like, all right, like, you know, turning negative and positive. You know, I have a very, very like pessimistic dad very like half empty. Is that how it is? Half full and empty glass, half full and empty. He would be on the empty side. (laughs) And I have that also. I mean, really, you know, if I'm honest, all of the parents in my world. Um, And so, you know, it's also been, and my mother does also have, does carry very optimistic traits as well. You know, you can do it. You got this. And so, anyway, so I did have that, do have that as well. And I was always super sensitive to it with my dad because he is like ultra. (laughs) So I grew up with that. And I'm so I, it always was present for me, like that kind of like glass half full. And it's not right or wrong or good or bad. As Kathleen said, it's just who is what it is. We know what we know. This is just what it is. And I, my dad is, amazing and has been a powerful force in my life and and that's just how he is right and i mean it, his immediate reactions are always going to be like negative or whatever so and always hypersensitive to that so always have been a more kind of positive thinking person right overall and so but the, but really getting that grounding of i have a choice to view this yeah, it's a problem and that this is happening for some reason in my life. So since I've really incorporated that as like a deep belief and, you know, there's a lot of like spiritual grounding to that kind of belief system too, of like connection to God and source. And, you know, I have my angels and my spirit guides too. I mean, I'm woo woo and I love it. That's just, I got all these co-creators too, as part of this belief, this faith that, you know, what's happening is happening for me. So what I really got grounded in that. And I remembered that like, really, like not, it wasn't that too, too long ago, five years ago or so. And that really shifted my world about how I roll through negative situations. And I ha- I deal with a lot of them with opening Fit District alone. You know, there's a lot of challenges that, wild challenges that have come up in, The journey. And, you know, I was actually just speaking with one of my coaches about this at the end of last week that, you know, there is a, I've gotten to a place where I used to be a lot more reactive on these situations as they come up, like freak out moment. And I'm I'm a lot more like chill with it now and just kind of like, all right, like what's the solution? I might have a quick hit or, you know, for a little bit of like, you know, cortisol or whatever, like, you know, our body's kind of stress hormone. But for most things, like I roll through it pretty smoothly, but it's been a journey to really just get there. And like, uh, it's also like experience, I think, you know, for talking about ways we turn negative, you know, it's like a practice with anything. And you know, it's, it's a mindfulness and awareness that this is what I want it to be. And how can this be positive? And it might take some time to like, even figure that out. You know, I like, I can tell you really dramatic things, like you know, and I've talked about the landlord situation, you know, it was, and Kathleen, you know, talks about, it's just like feedback, you know, of like, like we're, working on a deal for a space for Fit District, my business that I'm opening, and we're going down a path to do that. Landlord starts acting super shady. And, you know, I pumped the brakes for like a weekend and really do some soul searching because it just wasn't feeling right any longer. And then, you know, and he had spoken to me in a way and, you know, that I was like not comfortable with and just things weren't feeling right. And, you know, but it was a big move to say, to, to make a change because we were almost at the finish line. You know, I call it my a fourth quarter moment in this journey. And I, you know, my team had invested time, energy, money I had on this one location. It was a big deal to make a move. It was a total disruption, a total disruption. And, I came out of the weekend, you know, I did tapped into my woo-woo-woo self and, you know, and uh came out feeling like this is not the right path. And so we ended up putting the halt on that particular space. And then like two months later, COVID hit. And it was such a blessing and it was really stressful and it was really challenging decision and it was gut-wrenching and having to look at my team and tell them that this is what I was thinking, you know, was really hard because of what I knew what all of us had put into it and they totally had my back. And so, and then... COVID hit, right? So I'm like, thank God we didn't open for the obvious reasons because we would have been closed right back down. But then originally the location that I wanted to be in is a, a area in Northern Virginia called Arlington, Virginia. And all of the landlords before COVID were telling me no. Everyone told me no, every single landlord. So we ventured out to DC where what the story I just shared went down at a space in DC. So anyway, I said, let me turn this negative into a positive COVID crazy landlords and go back and ask some of these other landlords in Arlington where I originally wanted to be. Let me ask them, Hey, are you interested to open the conversation back up? And one was, and that is the space we are about to open in a couple weeks and it couldn't be better It couldn't be more of a dream of a location. It is literally what I visualized from the beginning being in. And so it's a long story, but it's just a follow your gut. It's not really a negative, as Kathleen said, unless we choose to make it that, you know, it's still, it feel, you know, our feelings, our emotions are the signs of like, you know, check this, like, We got a deal. We have to grow, or we have to deal with something, or we have to grow here. We got have to heal here, right? Actually, those negative reactions are kind of like signs, as Kathleen was saying, that you know, there's something to do here. So anyway, we've got we turned that negative into a positive, and the location is incredible. The experience for me to go through that on a human level was there was so much growth in that situation on so many like mind and spirit levels as well. So I just share that as a bigger story as well that, you know, really led us to an incredible place.
1: And we've had the privilege, the honor and privilege to watching you on this journey and and your growth and all of that. You had so many good takeaways, (laughs) starting with the... (laughs) Starting with the taking responsibility piece, right? And sort of owning your part in it. That is not to say that you created the situation. It's not to say that you have to apologize for that. That's not at all what I'm saying. But you take responsibility for what is yours to take responsibility for, which is basically your response, your reaction right? Or better yet, your response. And so the difference between a reaction and a response in in my worldview is reaction is the sort of what you do, you know, heat of the moment, spur of the moment. And a response is a little more, even if you do it very quickly, it's more about you taking some time and thinking through what it is you want, how you want to Respond and be who you want to be in the midst of that, right? Aligning your what you say and do with your values around the situation. You talked about it's a choice, right? How we respond is a choice, how we see things is a choice. Nothing has any meaning other than that which we give it. So ultimately, If you see something as negative, it's negative. If you choose not to see it as that and see it as feedback, it's feedback. And so you get to choose what that is. A lot of this has to do with sort of our natural propensity, that what they call the negativity bias, our natural propensity for seeing things negative. It's a defense mechanism, right? It's about protecting us. The question becomes: Are there better ways to protect self, ego, you know, and, you know, whatever it is, your feelings? Is is there a better way to go about doing it than the way that maybe you do it on the natural? Which goes back to choice, and it's a process, and the choice in the process is what moves us along on our journey. So, you know, we don't want to be uncomfortable right? We live in a society in particular, you know, while we have a global audience, we are in America. American society is about being comfortable, right? It's about our right to be happy, right? We have this right to be happy and we should not be uncomfortable. People should not do things that make us feel uncomfortable. We shouldn't have to deal with, you know, X, Y, Z. And so there's this piece of us just out of our societal norms that is, is about avoiding being uncomfortable, but it's in that discomfort, right? That we actually are, Are learning who we are and how to move forward. I teach a course at the university in business law, ethics, and corporate social responsibility. And in our conversations about ethics, my students are asked to share their experiences as they are talking about the different subjects that are their assignment. And there is a, an unwillingness. I'll just put it that way. As I see it, an unwillingness on their part to really explore and dig into their experiences that test their ethics. They're very quick to say, I would never do XYZ. I have never done XYZ, which I'll be honest, I find difficult to believe that no one has ever had, uh, you know, that people have never had a, an ethical challenge, right? You don't know what your ethics are until they've been tested. Yeah, wait till they get into politics. <laughs> right. We test them. Their ethics will be tested. <laughs> your ethics are tested. Our ethics are tested every day. Your ethics are tested when you're in the office, if you walk away with a pen that doesn't belong to you. Right, your ethics are tested if your your break is longer than it's supposed to be by law, or, or that you've given permission to. So there are lots of things that sort of test our ethics. And so to say that you know I would never do that or I've never done that, I, okay, I guess I have to accept that. But in reality, we all it's always tested, and you don't really know where you stand and what you will do. You can think that that's how you're going to respond, but until you're actually in the situation, you really don't know. And so it's the same with these situations that test us in life, right? And again, you can choose to see it as negative or you can choose to see it as feedback. Ladies, final thoughts here. I have one and I think
2: we can all relate and based on my stories that I've shared in the past experiences is that our biggest challenges can be our biggest opportunities. We can see them all as negative or we can try to find the pearl within that oyster pearl within the rough because there are experiences that will be with us. We can choose to reprogram that. We can choose to create new stories around it. We can choose to step into the most difficult things, or we can continue to repeat the pattern of what we've known. Get comfortable with the uncomfortable, and that's your greatest growth opportunity.
3: Mm. Amen. I Amen, that. sister. I love that. Good stuff right there. So my message to add to all of this is to choose wisely about what you choose to get upset about and stay upset about. Choose wisely. That's also a choice. And I live by my life changed by living by don't sweat the small stuff. Is it going to matter in a couple days, a couple months? couple years, like how big is it really? So that is my extra little nugget for the day is choose wisely about what ruffles your feathers.
1: I love both of those. I love both of those. The pearl in the oyster, right? That silver lining that is there. And then the choosing wisely. So I'm going to leave it at that. I think you both left Brilliant. Hey, that's a mic drop moment. It left brilliant, brilliant last nugget. So, with that, I want to I enjoy having this conversation with you guys. And I hope that you, our audience, got something out of it. And if you did, we would love to hear from you. you can share with us on our Facebook page or our Instagram page. We would just love to hear how. Our thoughts and experiences are having an impact on you. And we would love to hear your stories so that you can have an impact on us as well, right? This is a circle. And we thank you for joining us on our journey. And with that, we want to thank you for listening to Beyond Your Best Plan. And until next time, take care.
0: The Fab Five thanks you for joining us today as we assist you in moving beyond your best plans. We just ask that this week you find one way to step into your authentic self. Listen, review, and don't forget to subscribe to our podcast. You can find us at beyondyourbestplan.com. See you on the other side of your best plan.